What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you been? Always good. Always good. I saw something yesterday. Oh, yeah. Good or bad? No, I think it's very good okay. for you. Um, I'm sitting in bed yesterday, and I see on Instagram. You already know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I'm a millionaire. Can yeah, you see you it? I'm a millionaire. <laughs> Wrong type of millionaire, though. Wrong so what? I, I texted you last night, and I said. Let, let's, it wasn't last night. Let's be clear. It was 2.37 in the morning. Yeah, I don't sleep. Lev, this guy doesn't sleep. I don't know what you guys feed him, what energy drinks you're taking, but he doesn't sleep. I don't think he slept. Can I check your phone, your yeah. sleep yeah. history? I think you slept like two hours. It's terrible. Because you texted me probably at, I texted you at 6 a.m., and you responded. It's not like. No, I don't sleep. You don't miss a beat. Is it just Apple Watch, and you're just. No, it's not, I don't wear the Apple Watch to bed. I just. Don't sleep. I just don't sleep. Yeah. I, you know, maybe it's a family thing, love. I, whatever's in that cup. <laughs> it's, what, it's whatever's in this yeah, cup. Yeah, sure. I, um, I just don't sleep. I think it's anxiety. I think that Elon Musk said it really well when he said, you don't want to know what's going on in my head. Mm. I have this tendency to have these ideas ruminating, whatever you want to call it, I liken it to like a record. If anybody still remembers yeah, what records you're are, you're just aging yourself. Yeah, like, that's you know, fine, dude. Crazy. I dyed the beard. Um, <laughs> looks good. It looks yeah. good. Shout out nice to just lineup. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, but I liken it to a record that's on repeat that you can't get it off repeat, and that's kind of how my brain works. Um, I don't require a lot of sleep. I think as you get older, you require less sleep. But getting back to the point, as I see this post, and it. It starts out at 100K views. 100K views, yep. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then it gets to 200. And I think I texted you. And then it got to like three and four. And then in the middle of the night, I think it was six. So I'm, I'm screenshotting this <laughs> off of Instagram. And I'm sending it to you. Um, and I'm asleep. Uh, this, yeah. No, but nobody's responding. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I'm dead. And then it gets point. to eight. And I think I texted you, you're about to be a million. And I wrote M-I-L-L. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You didn't want to jinx it. You were like a, yeah. one of those superstitious guys with a no hitter. Like, yeah. Don't say no hitter. Don't say no hitter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, I was like, oh, it's slowing down. It's slowing down. And, and it never it did. It never did. Yeah. I haven't looked at it. It's at a million. It's at a million. Hey, yeah, that's amazing. It. We did it. We did it. You're killing it, dude. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. That's how you know that you're building a following. When other people are watching your posts and are screenshotting it and sending you messages going, you did it yeah, yeah. or you're doing it. Um, I think that's the type of people that you want to surround yourself. That's the circle. It's the circle of people who feel excited and prideful about what you're accomplishing. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a very small circle. It's it more of like a straight line, maybe a triangle yeah. at this point in life. Yeah. But yeah, it feels good. It feels like we accomplished something. It was good. But the problem is my bank account. And you, you, the million views doesn't right. translate okay. to, to much money. So well, good. Let's, that's kind of stage two of the whole. But you have to have the premise first, yeah. right? Um, your handle, which is don't buy real estate yep. on Instagram. And I think also on TikTok. TikTok, uh, YouTube, we just changed it. Okay. Just to keep the brand yeah. consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want that consistency, yeah. right? They're gonna look up that brand name across all the platforms. And I think it's 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 what you said, right? You have to start with the premise. The premise is that you make funny, ironic content about yeah. being a real estate investor. 
And that comedy or irony resonates with other agents or other people that are involved in real estate, be it commercial or residential. Now that you're getting a ton of views, now you have to sort of chart a course. Now you've got to figure out how to monetize. Yep. Should we talk about that? Yeah, that's the hardest part, I think, okay. for anyone. I think the first step is like, hey, it's it's hard to just jump on social media yeah. every single day, posting twice a day. It's I mean, a, you're, you're it's doing a, it. It's a grind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then doing stuff that's good. Like yeah. you don't know what works, what doesn't, so on and so on. And finally one hits yeah. after four or five months. Yeah. And you're like, man, I wish I would have set up that, that foundational base to monetize it. But right. you don't kind of think about that until it's there. Until it's there. Yeah. And you only have like 50 some posts. Yeah, 51, so, 52. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the account is new. Yeah, brand yeah. new. Yeah. yeah. And you're, and I think you're what you're starting to realize is that it's humor that resonates. It's humor that goes viral. And I think when you look at the KPIs, the key performance indicators of that post, that's going to guide you into how you make content because those KPIs are guiding the algorithm, right? And um, informing the algorithm of how much momentum, right? To give to your post. So I want to talk about that real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, like some people that join Instagram do it for vanity, uh, either professionally or personally, and they're looking for followers. There's ways to go about doing that, right? And it's a spectrum, right, of honesty, right? On the one end of the spectrum, you have dishonesty, and on the far end of the other side, you have the honesty, right? The way to do it honestly. And I think for some people that are looking for shortcuts in life, right, um, they're going to get stung by the scorpion by buying followers, right? Much more difficult um, to gain followers in an honest way. But nonetheless, they take that route because they're, um, they're concerned, overly so, with the vanity of the followers. They feel like, okay, there's it's just like math, right? There's an order of operations. First, I get the followers. Then I get the likes. Then I get the messages and the engagement and the, the comments and the reposting. And then eventually, I get to the stage where I can monetize. And I think you've taken this route, which is all the way on the far end of honesty, which is I'm not worried about followers. I'm not worried about likes and comments and reposts. Let me make engaging content and see how that resonates. Um, And if I, I'll let that feedback, those KPIs, inform me on the type of content to make. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. Okay. And I'll be transparent. I've I've been on the dishonest side of social media where you buy the followers. I'm talking 10 years ago. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. It just looks good, like you said. It, um, the the followers aren't engaging. They're not liking. They're not yeah. producing income. They're not doing anything. Where this brand new account, no followers, right? We started with zero followers. We're at, I think, 13, 1,400 now. Not a big number, but we're getting the views, and I'm getting more engagement than I've ever received in my entire life. Yeah. Um, and that engagement's quality conversation, quality leads. It's changing people's lives and even responding to some people. Um, they think I'm like this big shot, right? Get a million views on the video, and he just he just sent me a DM. Like, yeah. like people are like, oh, you you helped me so much. You you made me realize this isn't. I'm like, dude, I didn't do anything. Yeah, but thanks you're, for the follow. Thanks for this, and you're, people love it. You're giving them like, hey, are you going to do a broker's open? Yeah. Right? Are you going to do a open house? These are the nine steps that you want to take to have an effective whatever broker's open or yeah, open yeah. house. Right? 
And people are like, how can I get that? Yeah. Right. All these agents are asking you, right. Yeah. And the DMS are like, Oh my God, he's responding. Yeah. And he's Which not crazy. Yeah. Right. But when, so back to the dishonest side, there was no engagement. It was yeah. friends. It was me and you dicking around, sending yeah. whatever funny Great memes. Post. Yeah, yeah. Great post. Yeah, I was joining little groups. They have little pocket groups that you could share and reshare and like and re-like and yeah. follow to unfollow. And but that's not tricking the algorithm. It's not at all. No. no, no. And I think when I look at your post, specifically the KPIs, what intrigues me most, what I think informs the algorithm the most, which has the most weight in the algorithm, are the saves, mm. right? If 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 you're getting likes, it means that, you know, people are enjoying the content. If you're getting people to engage with the content, then it's interesting. But if you're getting saves, right? Um, if people are saving your Instagram posts, what do you think that means? I had I had no idea to even look at that. Okay. Um. So to be honest with you, I didn't think. I didn't hold saves to have like have any weight. Yeah, how I many how many saves does that one post have? I have no. We could check. Yeah, let's check. Yeah, because I when I look at it, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I look at the views, I look at the likes, I look at the shares, and you said, "Hey, look, look at the saves." I go, "Why? Why does that matter?" But right. you have a point, right? The saves mean something. The thirteen sixty one thousand three hundred sixty saves. Okay, we'll drop we'll drop an image yeah. in post. Yeah, of, of what that looks like uh, right here. 700 comments. Okay. 28,000 likes. So tell me again, real quick. Yeah. Bring us up to speed. So I'm looking at this right now. 102. That's a million. Sorry. <laughs> One million. Sorry, I'm not used to that many yeah. zeros. That's a million views. Yep. 28,000 likes. 700 comments. 10,000. Shares. Unreal. And 1360 yeah. saves. So let's talk about the saves yeah. and the shares. Okay. So, um, but saves first, because yeah. I want to hear your input, because yeah. I never thought of looking at saves. So my Instagram handle is brand new, right? Just William Stern. And I haven't yet figured out sort of what we're going to do with this handle. We're definitely going to go the honesty route. Yeah. Um, and we're going to grow slowly and make sure that the audience that we're marketing to um, gets a message that can do something for them, right? Because it's what can I provide to yeah. you, right? What what value can I give to you that you can then run with and make money from? And I think what the saves, if we're talking KPIs with respect to your posts, what the saves mean is those are the people that believe that the message that you've delivered is something that they need to come back to, yeah, right? And if they need to come back to it, it means that, though you've given it for free, that they would likely pay, right? And so the shares, I think, is another key performance indicator, KPI, of how you could monetize. Mm. But I think the saving is probably the most telling answer that you could sell something to these people. And at the end of the day, you're making funny content, but you're not a comedian. No. Right? Not yet. We're not doing stand up here, no. right? No. You're looking to, like we said, to kind of close the loop on the, you know, um, to kind of close the loop in the circle, right? Is like we're building a premise, which are funny, ironic videos that resonate with real estate investors, right? And eventually you want to figure out how to monetize that. Yep. Right? Give me three things that you think you could do on this channel to monetize. The value is just there, right? I can help real estate agents, real estate investors, real estate whoever, appraisers, kids who want to get into real estate. 
I think the the first way for me to monetize is to give them obviously checklists, spreadsheets, stuff that I utilize every single day. So people would buy that. People would love to buy that. Okay. And and I'm not charging them two million dollars. I'm charging. I could charge them five bucks. Yeah. Right? I'm getting a million views and we do a 3% conversion. I don't mind giving value back for such a cheap cost. Right. Yeah. Or I could do a course, some sort of course, but courses are so watered down these days. I mean, I don't like courses personally. I've never gone through a course um, online. I would, just, I, I would say they're valuable. And I would depends on who they are. Right. Um, guys off Instagram. I don't think so. I think the well, p- that's because the people that are selling these courses on Instagram are missing something. Mm. They're missing the premise of success. Yeah. In my opinion, you have a lot of charlatans, right? Yeah, Littered a lot of charlatans. In the four corners of Instagram selling, <laughs> you know, selling themselves as a business coach yeah. without the premise of success, yep. right? To build from. You're a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we talked about so okay, checklists, like checklist stuff like that to help courses. them grow. Courses, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Um funneling leads. Okay. I mean, I, So that's the third. Yeah. I the work third. with real estate agents and we can somehow push them to a website where they submit their client's information. Yeah. And we'll figure out a referral service or affiliate service or something along those lines. But okay. that's how you kind of. Okay. So let's go back. So the three ways we can monetize this Instagram account, just from the outset, right? From where we are today, we can sell checklists, right? We can sell, um, we can sell checklists. We can sell. Courses. Sorry. Checklists, courses, and what was the third? The website. Funneling people. Leads. Yeah, leads. All right, so yeah. the three things that we can get from this Instagram handle right, to monetize, leads, right? Yep. Courses, yep. right? And checklists, yep. right? Those are three huge opportunities to exploit. And that's a pretty good segue into talking about social networks and the sort of veritable oversaturation. Yeah. Right. So everyone's on what? Instagram? Instagram, TikTok, the YouTubes. Okay. I mean, Less so Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. Fa- I mean, people are still on there. Yeah. I'm not. Facebook's kind of like a yeah. website. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You need to have a website in the same way that you need to have a you Facebook. You said you're on Snapchat. So I'm definitely not on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but what else? I mean, there's LinkedIn. I have no idea perfect. what LinkedIn brings to the table. Perfect. I'll tell you that I post one video on. Instagram, it gets, say, a million views. I post that same one on YouTube. It doesn't do as well, right? Are these shorts? Yeah, shorts, reels, whatever you want to call them. Okay. But then I look at LinkedIn, I go, man, this platform is for business owners, or this is for people who are looking to hire or looking for a job. Yeah. I go on there, and it's boring. Like, it doesn't... It is boring. Yeah, it's boring. But you tell me there's opportunity there. Yeah. I just don't see it. Maybe yeah. uh, you can open my eyes a little. Yeah, I mean... I. It, I want to open your eyes. I want to open up everybody's eyes to a reality, a grim reality, which is that Instagram and TikTok are oversaturated, mm-hmm. right? And we kind of talked about this a few minutes ago. We were talking about charlatans littered across Instagram, four corners of the web, yeah. selling courses, right? But missing the premise of success foundationally, right? They're claiming success, right? They're in great shape, which I'm not, but they're in great shape. They're wearing tight-fitting clothes. They're fast talkers. And it looks like they're in a room filled with people with clipboards and <laughs> pencils. And, and they're sort of you know, actively listening and taking notes. What is this person saying? This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the guys in front of people going, you're fat, right? You're an idiot. <laughs> but I can, I, can, I can get you to 6% body fat, right, in, in 60 days. 
and then people will take you seriously. Those are not the charlat or those are the charlatans, right? That are selling coursework, right? That people will buy, but it's it's um, those are not people that have a staying power, mm. right? Those aren't the brands that'll persist once the economy picks back up. This is sort of what it's analogous to is taking advantage of people when they're in a weak state. When they're in a weak state and you give them motivation, not necessarily discipline, because there's a difference. Goggins talks about that, right? Motivation will get you to go run a mile. But if it's raining outside, that's when motivation runs out. It's discipline that'll get you to put on your running shoes, right? When it's raining outside. And I think when the economy is weak, you have these charlatans that are exposed, right? And they'll sell coursework to get people motivated, right? But I don't think that's what you're doing. I think, you know, if you were to sell coursework or if you were to sell checklists or you were to sell platforms where people could buy leads, um, I think based on the foundation of success that you already have, I think it resonates with people and it will stand the test of time, right? Oh, yeah. In a weak economy, right, people will gravitate to it. But in a broader, strong economy where all the sort of uh, pistons of the economy, right, are bouncing up and down, right? Right now, real estate's down, right? And so you have all of these real estate agents, right, and overabundance, right, that are giving up their license to do something else. And so you see, right, that they're looking to leverage their ability to talk, right? And they're, they're creating these, these courses, right, on how to be a business coach or how to be a leader or how to be this or that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're giving themselves these titles as thought leaders, but I think sort of getting back to my point about the social networks is that can get sniffed out more easily on LinkedIn. Mm. But on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and TikTok, as long as you're wearing a tight shirt with your name on it and you've got one of these pretty little mics and you've reserved a room at a <laughs> exterior <laughs> corridor hotel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got, you know, <laughs> you've got 50 people in a room yeah. with clipboards that you've provided listening. I think it provides that backdrop to success where it's like, wow, that really resonates with people. Yep. I'll buy for 59.99 software as a service. I'll give you my debit card, I'll give you my credit card, oh, yeah. and you can take advantage of me for as long as you can until I wake up. And once the economy picks back up, that's when people that's when people wake up. Yeah. Um, but let's let's pivot to me convincing you. Please. Uh, yeah. I'm all ears. Okay. LinkedIn so, is yeah. is for employers and people looking for employment. Well, that's what they Changed want. Changed my mind. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they want you to believe, right? That LinkedIn is for people who are looking to gain employment, right? Or for people looking to hire, right? Um, it, it's sort of in many ways has taken the recruiter aspect of business out of the equation, right? Because it's it's created a web, right, of business professionals who can freely exchange ideas, thoughts, strategies, right, and connect with each other. And you don't have to pay 25% of the first year salary of that employee, yeah. right, in order to bring them on, right? You can onboard them through a DM. Yep. Uh, as long as you're using like a tool that they call Sales Navigator. Um, but I think in a broader context, insofar as business strategy goes, 
I've already spoken about how Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, the aforementioned social platforms, how they're oversaturated. And I've again, I'm going to just reiterate that they're filled with charlatans. Um, but that's not you. So we talked about like this spectrum of like dishonesty and honesty. And I think you're all at the far end of honesty. And I think if you're going to sell something, right, then you need you need a platform where you can connect with people, right? And you can get leads. And I think, you know, I always tell people that the future of selling, right, is in your ability to create leads. It's not in your ability to market on Google or 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 YouTube or um Snap, TikTok, Instagram, any of those platforms, because I think eventually that well runs dry. The heavy, like heavy hitters that are in your vertical can outbid you, right? Leaving you basically, you know, boxed into a corner to buy expensive leads that maybe have been passed around 10 times already. So what's that, you know, the what's the actual face value of that lead? Um, so if you're looking for leads, I would encourage people to pivot. And to look to LinkedIn. Um, and what's the content? I mean, when I go on the LinkedIn, let's talk post. Is it similar to Instagram where you post a video or something? Or is there more, yeah. more I guess, verbiage that you have to kind of invest in? Yeah. Where I don't think people on Instagram are looking at the text, right? My, my captions. I, I just don't think they are. Maybe they are. Maybe I'm wrong. I think they're watching the video. They're laughing. They're hitting like. They're moving on. Swipe. Well, I think the platform's looking at the description in your post. Mm-hmm. Right, and the algorithm is uh, digesting what you wrote and using that to like disseminate your post, yeah. right, amongst the web of people out there mm-hmm. to kind of figure out who's, who's going to, who? yeah. yeah, who's going to be most receptive to that message. Um, to b- kind of bring it back to the LinkedIn platform, um, you're asking me a great question, which is, does it does my post on LinkedIn have to be like word vomit? Yeah, what what is it? What's yeah, what yeah. is when I was on it five, six years ago, yeah, it was short like clips of motivation, business motivation or Interesting. or some CEO posting reposting an article. Right. Stuff that I would never yeah. digest. And that's yeah. why I got off of it. So yeah. what you're telling me to jump back on, am I posting my videos? Am I posting more blog type yeah. stuff? Like what what okay. is it that attracts people on on LinkedIn? So I think LinkedIn has, in the past, remained a social network for employers to find employees and for employees to connect with employers. I think contextually within this conversation, what we're talking about is leveraging LinkedIn to be a platform for leads. So you go in with the mindset that I'm hyper-focused on looking for an audience that is going to be receptive to my message that I can monetize. That's it. That's it. There's no vanity like we were talking about before with having a bunch of followers and how big my following is and um, I need to buy you know followers and stuff like that. If LinkedIn, if you're looking at LinkedIn through the lens of how can I monetize, then you're hyper-focused, mm. right? You're hyper-focused on what your mission is. So- I think we need to start at the beginning, just kind of like how you started with this don't buy real estate handle. You're like, I'm going to make funny, ironic content about a real estate process um, that'll resonate with a certain subset of people that are in this vertical. 
flippers, real estate professionals, agents, um, lenders, hard money lenders, right? There's a variety of people that probably watch your content and go, I get this. That's funny. I've been in that situation, right? Empathetically, they can identify with your content. So knowing that you have ventured into Instagram, 51, 52, 53 posts, something like that today, um, and that's your foundation. Well, if you use that same foundation as an understanding of where you want to start on LinkedIn, okay, right? The people I want to go after are- Real estate agents, investors. Are they any different categorically from the people who follow you on Instagram and TikTok? Doing like a quick audit in my head, I think it would be 50-50. I think it's normal people on Instagram uh-huh. where they have nothing to do with real estate. <laughs> normal people. Yeah, they're not like agents or anything. I don't think agents are normal. No offense to agents. But like they're people. They're they're people who work a nine to five. They're not in real estate at all, but they're curious about real estate, right? They they see that I invest in fix and flip. So they're they're yeah. looking at it. They're watching it. Like those people who watch those flipping TV shows. They've yeah. never flipped a house in their lives, but they're watching. Yeah. And then the other half is Real estate professionals, whether they're mortgage lenders, hard money guys, real estate agents, flippers, flippers, right? Um, or maybe, just maybe, like there are people, like you said, there are people with nine to fives. Maybe they're watching for entertainment value, mm-hmm. but maybe they have a friend, colleague, neighbor who goes, "I'm looking to buy this piece of real estate, yeah. be it commercial or otherwise. Do you want to invest in it?" Right? And they've watched your content. They can empathize with what you're displaying. And they go, well, I've seen it sort of on TV. Let's get into it. And I think if we transition back to LinkedIn and like what you're looking for, I think that same mix of people exist on LinkedIn. And so to answer your question, I know it's kind of been long-winded. You're like, well, do I have to, do I have to stand up a bunch of content, um, be it like word vomit or like reposting an article? I think – you need to decide how you want to disseminate your message. So if the message on LinkedIn is the same type of humor that you're employing on whatever, Instagram or, or, um, or TikTok, then you should be consistent. Because I think authenticity, right, is one of the most valuable characteristics, right, um, that enable that enable a user to stand the test of time in regards to their brand. So if you're this funny, ironic guy on these other sort of aforementioned platforms, you should remain that same personality on LinkedIn. You shouldn't think like, oh, I'm going on a LinkedIn, so yeah. Put my suit and tie. I was just gonna on. say, yeah, because yeah. like, that's not gonna happen. No, or like you know, it's like one of those suits with the clip T-shirt. On. Oh, yeah. or <laughs> even worse, yeah. What kind of baby Jesus? Yeah, yeah. What kind of Jesus do you like? Yeah, yeah. Mine is the baby Jesus where with he's the, like um, the tuxedo suit the, one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a shirt like that. I wore that to a wedding. Yeah. Almost got kicked out. Yeah. My friend was like, "What are you wearing?" Yeah. I was like, hey, "Don't worry, I'll change. Don't worry." But yeah, that's what I think. I go to LinkedIn. I go, "Oh, let me put on my." It's boring. My Photoshop shirt, my tie, Absolutely. my nice suit. That's what I. That's what I see looking outside. So let me challenge that thought. I think you remain who you are, and you start posting that content. Those nine by sixteen vertical videos. I think you post that, and you just keep posting. Mm-hmm. And what I would argue is. 
to keep, you know, I don't want you to be myopic, right? I don't want you to focus on all of these little KPIs, these details that tend to drag people down. Because, you know, we talked earlier about the difference between motivation and discipline. Motivation will get you to put your running shoes on, but discipline will get you to put your running shoes on when it's when it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you're hyper-focused, if you're myopic on the KPIs, the key performance indicators, the likes, the comments, the shares, and the saves, right? You will be disappointed initially with LinkedIn because the momentum needed to move you from point A to point B in regards to the engagement of your post, I mean, it's it's like it doesn't even make sense. You will have to post for six months to establish enough credibility to gain a following. Um, With Instagram and TikTok, they are using you as a product to bring in advertisers. And we talked about this on a previous podcast. Mm -hmm. With LinkedIn, right, they are more slow in their algorithm to give you impressions. So the impression share, you'll see it. You'll post on Monday, you'll post on Tuesday, you'll post on Wednesday, and you'll keep doing that for three months. And you'll see that initially the impression share is 100, then it's 150, then it's 175. By week 10, it's 225 impressions. And so it's it's a very slow burn. And if you're hyper-focused on those KPIs, you will give up, right? And you know what? For better or worse, that's how LinkedIn works. What I would argue is use a platform like Loomly, are you familiar with Loomly? No, no. All right. So what Loomly is, it's a social media sharing platform mm-hmm. that allows you to post your content to multiple platforms, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, YouTube, you know, all the- yeah. All the platforms, yeah, yeah. right? In one fell swoop, mm-hmm. right? They have APIs with all of those different platforms. You use, you, you credentialize for all the aforementioned platforms, and then it gives you the feedback that you need. For example, long description for Instagram for your video post. Well, if you're also posting on Twitter, it'll go, dude, you can only have 280 characters. Mm. You go to ChatGPT, you take your description, put it into ChatGPT, say, ChatGPT, give me a, you know, summarize this post in 280 characters or less. Boom, Cut, copy paste. Yeah. And so I think what you do is, if you're looking for leads, and you're looking for longevity in your brand, right? Staying power. Then you post all of these networks, right? And you do it in a very easy way, which like I said, loomly. Um, and you just sit back, right? And you don't focus on the KPIs. Instead, you focus on your message. Loomly will disseminate your message it democratizes, right, your ability to disseminate that message yeah. by giving you access to these to these links or to these uh, platforms, um, in a very easy to use way. I would argue, um, and you should ignore, right, certain aspects, certain KPIs on LinkedIn, because you will get myopic and you will stop posting. But I think there are some settings, right. There are some settings that you want to make sure are turned on for LinkedIn, right? You want people, instead of letting them connect with you, you want them to follow you only. Mm. So I would I would argue that if you're starting out, 
You're not looking for connections because I think that's the vanity aspect of LinkedIn. I have 5,000, 10,000 connections, 100,000 connections. I don't even want to display connections on LinkedIn, right? I'm more interested if, if I'm selling something on LinkedIn, I'm more interested is the following that I have receptive to my message? Because if they're receptive to my message, then they're going to buy. And at the end of the day, there's no fucking vanity to this, dude. Yeah. We're not we're not ASB presidents. We're not looking to get hugs and kiss babies. We're trying to provide for our families. Yep. That's why we're doing what we're doing. So LinkedIn takes the vanity out of the equation, right? What's most important to you? Money. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what puts clothes on our our, our kids' backs yep. and puts food on the table for our family. Um. And so, like I said, with LinkedIn, they they take vanity out of the equation, turn off people, you know, turn off the ability for people to connect with you. Instead, force them to follow you, right? The only people who can connect with you have to know your email address, mm-hmm. right? What's and, the difference between a connection and a follower, like LinkedIn standards? What is the difference? Yeah, why why are there why do they have both? Like a follower is a follower on Instagram. Why does LinkedIn have either or? I think privacy. Because, I think because it's a perf- no, not necessarily privacy. I would argue that the difference is the connections are people who you actually know. Mm-hmm. The followers are people who you're trying to sell something to. Mm-hmm. If you and I are on LinkedIn, right? I'm a connection. But if there's ten thousand real estate agents littered across the United States that you don't know, but you want to sell something to. And those people are followers, followers right? Um, and so I would just argue um, sort of in closing, in conclusion, is that everybody's looking for leads, right? You're saying like, you know, kind of close the loop on the circle. You're like, well, I can sell courses. I can sell checklists, right? And then I can sell leads. Well, I would argue on LinkedIn, you can do all three just like you would on Instagram, um, YouTube, so on and so forth. But I think with LinkedIn, you have an opportunity to have a hyper-focused following that is intent on um, listening for understanding to what your message is and then making a purchase. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm still going to research before I jump in there. Yeah. Well, I, I just, you know. I just don't need another social media platform that, I don't know how to navigate unless I get taught by you, which is helpful. Yeah. To go in there, try it, check it out, yeah. get some more followers. Yeah. And kind of convert. It's funny. I put a post on LinkedIn like a month ago, and the first line of the post is your hook. Mm. Right. Just like with Instagram and and TikTok, where the first thing that you say is, if only I knew this about real estate 10 years ago. Or what most real estate investors don't know is, right? You have to use these compelling hooks, yeah. right? To get people to watch your video, yep. right? Because the the platforms are looking at not only how many people have viewed your video, but what's really informing the algorithm, right? Is how much of your video have they watched? Does that make sense? Yeah. And there's tricks. I don't know. Have you seen the tricks? I've that, seen the tricks. The yeah. tricks trending these days yeah, yeah. are like, they'll have the music loop to make the post longer. Yep. They'll say the three most important things you need to know in business are, they'll post the two, one here, two here on the screen, and they'll go 
read the number three in the captions. Yeah. Well, if you click to read the description, it's going to take longer, yep. which means the video will elapse longer, which then is a hack uh, to the algorithm, like informing the algorithm that more and more people are yep. watching this this video. Yep. Therefore, it's important. Therefore, disseminate it more. So those are some of that. You know, for those people who don't know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good. really good hack. That's a real good hack. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's also dishonest, right? I are all hacks dishonest? Yeah, I don't know if it's. I don't know if I would say dishonest, but I think if Dana White from the UFC wants to put out a post, you know, it's fuck you Friday. Right here in UFC headquarters in the kitchen. I'm gonna. Uh, eat. Is it fuck you Friday? Uh, yeah. I think it's fuck it. Fuck it Friday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just cuss you it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. You say just fuck. went extreme. <laughs> I don't think you would get views. No, he it's would just fuck be like, whoa, it. Whoa, yeah. whoa, Dana. Yeah, that's a little too personal. Yeah. No, it's fuck it Fridays. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen him do that in a long time. He probably said fuck you Friday. Yeah, his <laughs> he let team it was slip. like, hey, we can't do. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut that out. Uh, well, thank you for correcting. <laughs> yeah, me. yeah, no problem. Um. But, you know, he would say, fuck it, Fridays, and we're going to cook a marshmallow chocolate graham cracker panini, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? And then he would eat and go, oh, that's delicious or yeah. something like that. When you have the brand power of Dana White, people are going to watch that video and consume it. Yeah. Similarly, Dave Portnoy, right? We're out here in, in Connecticut and we're at, you know, whatever. One slice, everyone, or one bite. Everyone knows the rules. Yeah, everyone's going to watch Hate that. that guy. The guy. He's amazing. He's good. He's, he's very good. good. Yeah. He's very good. He's good. It was so funny because Elon Musk was on Rogan's podcast mm -hmm. very recently. Um, and they're talking about putting pineapple and anchovies on pizza. Did you see this? No, I didn't see that. Oh, it was great. I don't know. And Elon goes, well, I've never eaten a pizza with like pineapple or anchovies. And Rogan's like, no, I'm obsessed. You know, he's like a health freak. Yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with anchovies, always have been. I get home from um, the the mothership, the comedy mothership yeah, yeah, yeah. in his new comedy store. And he's like, I get home and I want to eat something. I'm starved. So I just pop open a couple of tins of anchovies and I just go at it. Elon Musk is like disgusting. Blown away. This, yeah. you know, Elon Musk is 240 pounds. Yeah, yeah. He's not like. I'm an anchovy guy. Doesn't look like, yeah, it looks yeah. like a pizza guy. Yeah. Yeah. Looks kind of like me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those who are listening, do as I say, not do, do as I do. Yeah. I'm talking about like motivation and discipline to put on running shoes. I've never put on a pair of running shoes in my life. Um, and I'm over here like, yeah, he looks just like you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I am Goggins. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely not. So, but he's on that podcast and they're talking about pineapple and anchovies and he's like, no, you have to try it. So they order a pizza. It gets delivered. They're eating the pizza reluctantly Elon's eating the pizza. Um, he's like, well, oh, this is actually fucking delicious. And, and, and Rogan's like, I told you, right? He's like, yeah, you're right. Unbelievable. Um, I would have never thought of putting pineapple and anchovies on a pizza. And Rogan goes, kind of reminds you of Dave Portnoy, right? And Elon's like chewing. He's like, yeah. Huh? Yeah. No idea. No idea. You know, and you don't want to be rude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's like, who, who? And he's so aloof, right? Elon Musk that you can kind of take him at face value. Yeah. He's building rockets. He's yeah, doing AI and chimps. He doesn't have time for Also, Dave he's building – yeah. No, dude, what? Dave yeah. Portnoy? Yeah, yeah. So Rogan's like, oh, you don't know this guy? One, Like you said, one bite, everyone knows the rules. And Elon's chewing. He's like, huh? No, no idea. idea. No idea. Lev, uh, can you go order us a pizza real quick? Yeah. Pineapple. Pineapple and anchovies. Hold the anchovies. Please. No, I want to try it. And you, uh, I don't want to try that. Unless I'm on Joe Rogan's podcast, I'm not trying that. 
I think what I've learned in life, and I think this is a valuable lesson that I'll share with you, is that I'll try anything once, twice if I like it. Fair enough? Not anchovies. Dang. Not okay. whatever you, camera guy over here was you, thinking you, about either. Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot his name, sorry. Damn, that Who? sucks. Dave, that sucks. Dave Portnoy? Who's Dave Portnoy? <laughs> Thomas Rivera. Um, Dang, you know his last name? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Well, he works for us. It's, it's always good to know people's That's names. That's true, I guess. Technically now. Yeah. I was. I thought he was still on a trial period. Lev didn't even say my phone number, so I don't even know Yeah. how this circle of... My bad. I, I think he just didn't save you to his contacts. Yeah, which is... Yeah. That's like... And he tried to blame you. Yeah. That was just awkward. I will take blame. Yeah. I will lie down in front of a car and let you drive over me. <laughs> we talked about that earlier, Yeah, we right? did. Yeah. We're the frog. We're the frog. We're the yeah. frog. We're never the scorpion. Nope. Um, but getting back to like LinkedIn, um, it's, it's what... It's your ability to gain followers that... Well, you can easily convert and monetize and you have their undivided attention because no one's figured it out yet. Yeah. No one has figured it out. You know, Gary V and Grant Cardone and Brad Lee and Cody Sanchez and my favorite Ryan Pineda, um, Jeff Fenster, right? These guys, they are figuring out, right? They, why are you laughing? I'm just, I'm, These are thought leaders. I'm just laughing. These are thought can leaders. Can I laugh on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, you can. Why am I so prideful? I don't even know these people. Yeah, that's true. I don't even know these people. I think they're thought leaders. Yeah, yeah. Can we segue real quick? Yeah, please. Okay. Let's Are we over on time? No? No. We've, okay. We've, we've got time. What, are we good on time, Lev? We're good on time. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're good. Okay, go ahead. I was in Vegas for business a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and I flew an airline called JSX. Have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's like the, you're not rich enough to fly private on yeah. your own. yeah. Like it's like the Uber of private jets. No, is that too? Uh, you don't want to do yeah, yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah. It's sh- the shared Uber. Shared Uber. Do you know? Yeah, of jets. Of jets. Private jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not rich enough to have your own private jet. Right. You're not flying commercial. Right. You make fun of me for flying commercial. I think one time, you're like you're on a Southwest airline. You don't even get your seat. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, the, relax. Well, the, well, there's a funny story. Okay, there's ahead. a funny story, and there's two parts of this because you're like you fly commercial. Um, <laughs> I. The the former CEO of Qualcomm, mm-hmm. right? Somebody that I kind of know, um, was taking his family on vacation. Now they have a private jet. Mm-hmm. Um, they live in San Diego, and normally they fly private everywhere, right? So if they're going to Europe, they fly private. If they're going to like Vegas, they fly private. They're going to Tahoe, right? Um, they're flying private, so on and so forth. But he had a bunch of miles that he wanted to use. So they take a limo from San Diego to LAX and they get to LAX and they don't go to the private terminal, right? And they're sitting there and they're waiting, right, at the gate, something that the kids have never, ever had to do. Yeah, yeah. But um, this gentleman who's like, you know, a little bit older than us, maybe 10 years older than us, um, you know, he's happily sitting and waiting, right? Like, you know. Like he's accustomed to doing as maybe a younger man. And they start boarding. And the kids start to see all these people getting onto the plane. And the kids turn to dad and they go, dad, why are all these people getting on our airplane? (laughs) So you talk about like me making fun of you for flying commercial. Um, You know, wealth is one of those things where, 
you want to make enough money to have your kids set up, right? For like generations to come. Yep. But then you also have that worry in the back of your head, which is, are my kids going to be fuck ups? Right. Um, because they've never had a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Earlier in, in the podcast, you said I was broken. Do you remember that? You, I said that to you. Yeah. Oh, I, that say, <laughs> I forgot. That sounds mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, why, well, oh, because you didn't, you don't sleep or why did I yeah, say that? You said you're broken. Yeah. Cause I don't sleep. Uh, no, I don't think I said that. Can we run the tape? Lev? Yeah. That sounds very harsh of me to say. Lev, he said that, right? I remember saying you were broken, but I don't know why. What was the context? I think the context was I don't sleep. Like something's yeah. wrong with me. Yeah, we'll play check clip. the notes. Play huh? the clip. We'll play the clip. We'll play the yeah, clip. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am broken. There are things wrong with me um, in my brain. Like I said, right? They have this record that's yeah, yeah. on repeat. Um, and I think that is what wakes me up in the morning. That's my, you know, sort of dictates my circadian rhythm. Um, but I'm always awake. Um, and, and I'm not saying that because of vanity sleep is one of those things for me that I've never been able to get right. Um, even Lev, um, has bought me something on Amazon where it's like you plug it in, it's like a mat and you sleep on it. And then it tells you data wise, like the quality mm -hmm. of your sleep, yeah, yeah. right? It charts it on a, on a, um, it charts it for you yeah. and sort of gives you an understanding. I'm too scared to plug it in. <laughs> but getting get getting back to flights and JSX, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, we're talking about influencers yeah, yeah. and their thought leaders. Yeah. And then it reminded me of a story that I have about Ryan Pineda. Um, and I think this is a good story. We'll see. Well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> so I don't know any of these people. Um, and actually, I, I, I threw up a post last night, probably about 3 a.m. on LinkedIn. And I said, I sort of recounted that same story that I'm about sleep, to sleep, dude. 3 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. On LinkedIn, yeah, it was. That's weird. how boring. Like, uh, I have colleagues in Australia, three a.m. on, and they're LinkedIn. responding to it, and they're asking me on LinkedIn why I'm I'm still awake. Are you broken? Is that what they're asking you no, in the Australian <laughs> yeah. accent? Can you do an Australian accent? No, I don't want to offend anyone this, this <laughs> early in the show. Yeah, um, but the story, the, the story, <laughs> the story is: I'm leaving Vegas. I, I had a conference or something, and I'm leaving Vegas, and I'm with two of my two of my business partners. Um, and we're at this terminal, which is a private terminal at, um, um, Las Vegas airport. It's Las Vegas. McCarran. McCarran. Okay. We're at McCarran and we're in the private terminal. We're at JSX. There's basically no one in the lobby. It looks like a Tesla store from like the early or the mid two thousands. Um, you know, there's absolutely, it's, it's like, you know, Spartan at best. And, my business partners go, oh my God, that's Ryan Pineda. I have no idea who this is. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, I know nothing about these thought leaders that are, you know, say hawking, but they're they're selling things, yeah, right? Yeah. To, you know, in the um, business world, the real estate professionals, what what have you. But they sort of explain, they give me the elevator pitch on who he is. We're always looking for influencers. Mm -hmm to help disseminate our message, right? Yeah. Because I think that's the most valuable way for you to cover ground insofar as marketing. You can have paid ads, you can have organic posts, right? Which is kind of, again, slow burn, or you can pay influencers, right? In the four corners of the web to, you, you give them a retainer like you would to a, a law firm, right? 
and then you incentivize them by giving them a UTM string, right, to draw in clients for you. And it's up to them on how hard they want to work. They have a retainer each month, yeah. let's say two, three, four, five grand, right? And then they're making money in an affiliate form through that link. And so the, the my business partners are kind of pitching this idea. Well, there's Ryan Pineda. And then, you know, this is what he might be able to do. He covers a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. I go up to him at the terminal. You uh, talk to him. You walk up to him. I walked up. I mean, right. what do I have to fear? Uh, I Rejection? Go up, I mean, just to name a- Dude, I've been rejected so much in my life. <laughs> You're like, ah, you, you get desensitized, yeah. don't you? Not, I'm not there yet. I still have a oh. little hesitation. You married early. Uh, no, I married late. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. But you're still not desensitized to not rejection. to not to rejection. Rejection hurts. Huh. What are you talking about? Yeah, it still gets to me. Really? Some of the comments on Instagram are mean, man. They call me fat boy on there. I'm like, dang, bro, yeah. am I? What's wrong with being fat? I mean, I f- apparently you know, to this guy on Instagram, it's not good. You know what the truth I'm is? Not, fat? A fat person who goes to the gym but yet remains fat his entire life will live a longer life. Right than a skinnier person who doesn't go to the gym. Likewise, a smoker who does cardio exercise three to four times a week will live a longer life than someone who doesn't smoke but gets no cardiovascular exercise. Those are just facts. I think you made that up, but I'm going to take it because I go to the gym and I'm it, just, I'm just... it would be it would be made up if I said like 83 <laughs> percent. Yeah, up with a yeah, no. actual number. No, or... this is these are actual no. facts. I learned it from Instagram. Lev. Fact check me Fact on that. Check. That's what you're here for, Lev. Yeah. Fact checks. and um, So, so I you go- walk up to Ryan Pineda and you go, hey, man, cool hair. Like, what do you say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your first line? Um, I said, my name's William Stern. I'm CEO of Cardiff. We're the largest privately held commercial lender in America. I said, I'd love to have a, a talk with you. Oh, nice. And his response was, send me, send me a message. On Instagram. Or like, I, I think he said DM me uh, or PM me, whatever the, the phrase private is. Message DM. Private message yeah, DM. I'm um, so I said, great, okay. And I walked away. And I came back and I told my business partners, same thing, what'd you say? Well, I introduced myself, who I am, what I do. Um, and what did he say? I said, I can read between the lines. He said to fuck off. Yeah. Um, they're like, ah, oh, fuck. And I'm like, maybe. But I think this brings me to the last point of today's podcast. Um, And then we can just wrap it up. And I think, you know, in life, humans trade commodities back and forth, right? Um, It's a give and take. And in some, some forms of currency that are traded amongst humans are money, but other forms of currency are love and adoration and respect. I think if, if people can take away anything from this podcast They're going to look for strategies on socials and stuff like that and how to build lead funnels and stuff. But I think the most valuable thing as an employer, for those who are employers that are listening, is that the most valuable commodity traded between humans is time. Time is something you can give and never get back. So be careful who you give your time to. I'm done. Peace. I like it. We'll see you next time. Yeah.